The opinions expressed are those of the show hosts and may not necessarily be of any company in which the show hosts may represent. Let's see where my customer list is while I'm waiting for potential customers. Welcome to Jared's shop. May I take your order for a username and password? The sign says Jared's shop. It said nothing about usernames and passwords. Yes, sir. Usernames, passwords, credit card information, all sorts of breach data. You name it, you've got it here at Jared's shop. Well, that sounds lovely, but I really only wanted to pick up a USB drive. Well, sorry, sir, but the USB drives come with all sorts of data, all for sale right here, right now. At the asking price of at least $100. Well, USB drives start at least at 10 bucks. I need a USB drive so that I can store some data on it of my own, such as audio book files from the library, maybe some backups of some other stuff. And if need be, I'd like to be able to send some stuff to some people and they only have the capacity of receiving them through flash drives. So I need blank ones. Well, sorry, sir, but we don't have any blank flash drives here. If we did, whatever you wanted from usernames, passwords, and more can be put on these drives, but at a premium cost. Sorry, sir, I'm not interested in that. I'll just have to find another shop. Welcome to the security box. The security box with Jerry Primer on KKNX.
Would you like to join us on the Security Box email list? Several of us will post articles, several may comment on the articles, and you're welcome to join us to talk about what interests you. Post articles, join the discussion, and maybe learn something that you might not have learned before. The subscription process is fairly easy. Just send a blank email to the security box dash subscribe at 986themix.com or find a link to the security box at 986themix.com under the list for social media. This service is part of 986themix's email list. Come join us today. Broadcasted on 986 The Mix on Wednesday, March 30th, 2022. And our next scheduled program will be Thursday, April 7th. Until then, hope you enjoy the show. Make it a great day. Welcome to the program, everybody. Yeah, I could have started with some introductory material, but I figured, you know what? The podcast can get the file. We are going to bring back the uh, file I always have played at the beginning of the programs. I think we're all right to do that. 
I am on Clubhouse. This is the live edition of the Security Box. And today, we've got a very interesting article talking about satellite internet. And, of course, if people are on Clubhouse, or even if you're not, you're welcome to bring up topics you would like. You can email or iMessage me at J-A-R-E-D-R-I-M-E-R at 986themix.com. Text or WhatsApp 804-442-6975. I have already pinned the link into the clubhouse room for the replay. And uh, all of that good stuff. I haven't had a chance to do a lot of blogging and a lot of reading. There's been a lot going on, but I know that you might have. And so if you have, I would love to hear from you to hear what has caught your interest in the landscape. And there is a little bit of sad news in the technology field in regards to an antivirus company and I actually put that for Saturday's throwback Saturday night program that will air but it is now confirmed I did see news on it through security now which I started listening to there was a very interesting topic about how Ukraine is dealing with the internet outages which I did listen to, but that's all I really had a chance to listen to because it was delivered to me late last night, and of course we all need to sleep. The long and the short of it is Elon Musk is providing his uh, satellite internet and uh, putting uh, links around the... uh, country and uh, some are going to be battery powered some aren't and uh, there was a bit of an interview that security now talked about and uh, what this uh, big ISP in Ukraine is doing to try and keep the people who need to be on the internet to have it and we know that although while I'm not going to turn this political we know that Russia has been trying to invade Ukraine and call it their own I have heard that they have had some trouble and it may not be that they'll control it um now be that as it may they're they they have done as we've talked about DDoS attacks and other types of attacks on the infrastructure but they're trying to leave the basic internet structure alone it would be hard according to what I heard to take the entire network down and they don't want to do that because they're using the, the same network to communicate with others too so 
there is definitely some stuff that we can in theory talk about I will bring up 1-8-9-2-1-4-9-7-6 during the live program and you can in theory call me and I can put you on the air but uh, Clubhouse won't necessarily be able to hear you so if you have Clubhouse you're welcome to do that if not well you can call in and we can put bring you on air. It's just going to be a one-sided conversation. It's the way it'll be. So, uh, let's talk a little bit about the uh, sad news that I heard. Well, not necessarily surprising sad news. But sad news just the same. You think that companies should be able to, you know, coexist no matter where they are. I do business with companies all around the world. And so what I'm about to say is kind of sad in a way. Because Kaspersky, who's a Russian-based antivirus company, they're they're one of major players who have been around for a long time. They are now not allowed to do business in the United States anymore, and. They actually have been labeled by the FCC and others as basically not safe. Now, I've never used their products. I don't know how accessible the product is. But that should not give those people who are proud users, and Kim Commando reported this, and I heard this yesterday, which prompted me to record a file. But now I actually need to update it to mention that it is official. Uh, um, <clears throat> secure, if Security Now is covering it, we, you know that it's got to be true. Security Now doesn't usually cover the news unless it can be verified or if he wants to do something opinionated. But this, this looks to be true. And you can comment on this. Now... If you do have Twitter, you can contact me at my personal Twitter at J-R-I-M-E-R-2008. And if you're listening through the mix <clears throat> on the independent channel, you can also tweet at 986 the mix, and I will monitor that. 
So, what do I think? Well, of course, Kaspersky, in what I've heard and read, has have denied for a while that they aren't working for the Gremlin. They have a worldwide customer base of at least 400,000, and that could be, <clears throat> in theory, a nice little botnet to do whatever you want. But my question would be, what purpose is it going to be for Russia to launch a cyber attack on anyone Russia wants when the company is out there <coughs> to make sure that you are as safe as possible. That doesn't make sense to me. Does it make sense to you? I don't think so. I don't know about you guys, but you guys can definitely let me know what you think about that. <clears throat> and uh, I would be interested to hear what you have to say. I am Jared Reimer. You've got the security box on a Wednesday morning. I just want to make a programming note that next Wednesday I am not going to be available to do a show on Wednesday. But we will be able to do a show on Thursday. And so next week's program will be on Thursday instead of Wednesday. So if you're listening to us on for the first time, we're normally each and every Wednesday on this server, the independent channel. That's where I broadcast through. And remember that you can, in theory, rebroadcast the program, even though I say 98.6 The Mix's independent channel, which is what it is, and I give that contact information for the show. It can be broadcasted. I don't mind. I actually uh, break up the files <clears throat> into our sets for those who uh, want it. But I actually don't keep them once they are converted. And... Uh, all of that, but if anyone wants to air it, I can make the files into our portions and then you can run commercials and do what you want. This show is usually somewhere between an hour 
to three hours, sometimes a little more. So they can vary, and I get it. You want something consistent, but you can even go through and, if you would like, pull out whatever you'd like and turn it into something else. I can't control that, and since I upload it publicly, there's nothing I can say to say no as long as my contact information, if I do give it out, is put out there at least once. Boy, we're having sirens going by here. By the way, the one week when Nick and I were talking and there were a bunch of sirens going by, there was actually some police activity <clears throat> on a nearby street. And um, it happened to be talked about in the um, mentioning of the um, meeting that I attended here at the complex where I live and uh, there was definitely some police activity some people were able to mention what was going on and they actually did have to use some of this complex for uh, some help but uh, for the most part it was outside of this complex So I'm Jared Reimer. You've got the security box. I think we will get started with today's major topic. And if people come into Clubhouse, they can text me to let me know they're here at um, at uh, 804-442-6975. So, let's find my file so we can talk a little bit about what is going on with different types of internet connections is what I really title the program with. And I get right into the discussion because I think this is worth talking about. And for those, as I said, who are on Clubhouse, the link will be there for the duration of the program. And I will make sure that it's linked in our show notes on the blog at jaredtech.help. So the article we're going to take from today is titled, A Mysterious Satellite Hack Has Victims Far Beyond Ukraine. And uh, <clears throat> I found it quite interesting. As we know that there are different types of internet connections, which include satellite internet, it also includes dial-up for those who still have it. And there may be people today that still have it because there may still be people too far to get 
you know, connections like DSL or even ADSL, which is what we had. Or even, uh, you know, you've got your cable connections now and you've got your <clears throat> internet connections like UVerse and the like. So, some people, all they may have a choice of getting is satellite. And satellite may be compared to something like DSL. But it is definitely something that can be comparable if you're doing simple stuff like web and email. Maybe some video watching, but for the most part, it's mainly best to use, uh, you know, web and email functionality. You know, internet shopping and, and uh, web surfing and things of that nature. It's not necessarily good for those who are, you know, heavy users who do a lot of streaming and like. I don't know if it would actually handle that. It's been around well before the streaming services took off. <clears throat> so that is a little bit of my knowledge on satellite. So that is where we are with that. And the article states that even over a month after the war started, outages are continuing. So there are continuing problems, even though a lot of it has been repaired. A lot of it, a lot of what happened, bricked modems, made them useless. Some of them, and this is me talking, by the way, some of them, according to what I heard, could actually be fixed with updates that are done remotely, but others had to be replaced. Are there going to be a you know, a bunch of uh, modems to be able to replace all of that need to be replaced? I don't know. <clears throat> I have no way to know that. It's going to be a very interesting problem. But we know there's a wider problem with the attack the Russians did 
to Ukraine and the article talks about that and they say there are, are approximately 2,000 turbines in Europe that are still offline and there may be others in other countries um, including Germany some of them have been able to be put back online but others maybe not so much I wrote approximately because I don't know exactly when the article was written and that number could have changed so I want to make sure that you know because I took from an article that was written I don't know if that number's changed and so I want to make sure that we could say yes at the time the article was written there were 2,000 turbines in Europe that were out but we don't know how many are still there and I could have done that too and the article also said says that thousands are still without internet connections <coughs> and so could you imagine that Russia would go around making sure that they can utilize stuff so they would be bumming uh, uh, Ukrainians phones to do what they want with and so that that could be a problem the outage either bricked the modems or the company is releasing software updates to get those modems back online. So I did talk about that a little bit. So it's interesting. And it's interesting that the Security Now segment that I did here, which is 864 for this week, talked about how the companies were actually working with each other to fix each other's issues to keep the Ukrainians online while making sure that Russia doesn't do anything stupid the company's name is Viasat so that's V-I-A-S-A-T so this hack is one of the largest attacks and according to the article satellite connections are common where cable connections can't be established so now we're moving the cable connections not necessarily DSL but you know cable you know through companies in the United States like Comcast and and others um, so where we can't get service there that's where satellite comes in and the article talks about how a satellite connection works and while I found it interesting it's not the scope of what I want to bring up there are three different 
things about satellite. One are the are the uh, the particular instruments in orbit. The other deals with the communication on the ground. And there's a third element. I made sure really not to get into a lot of detail because that wasn't really the goal of the talk. But just to let you all know that the article does talk about three different aspects of how satellite works, which I actually found interesting because I didn't really know how it worked. <clears throat> I said even Elon Elon Musk's Starlink connection system, and that's what I forgot. I mean, I, I knew he was involved, but I forgot the, the name of it. But that system has had jamming issues in Ukraine, according to the article. And that's because it still has... I think it still uses the satellite system. But as I said earlier, uh, he has... Going, he is going to bring in and has promised and brought in a bunch of uh, equipment to be able to deal. The, Ukraine's now got 130% capacity. 30% of the big companies' capacity was basically taken offline at the beginning, but now they've got more capacity than what they need. And that I heard from security now. Viasat says no customer data was accessed, but it was a deliberate, isolated, and external event. It did not disrupt airlines or Viasat's United States clients. They call this the KASAT brand uh, so this brand was bought out by Viasat and is operated by a third party provider for now according to the article quote we believe the company purchased the KASAT in Europe last year and its customer base is still being operated by a third party as part of the transition quote we believe for this particular event it was preventable but we didn't have that capability in that case Dank Berger said confirming that thousands of of modems were taken offline quote in most of the cases of the modems that went offline they need to be replaced they can be refurbished so we're recycling modems Dankbird said and all quotes and as stated there's been no attribution toward the hack but it should be noted that it could happen anywhere if the conditions are right for it and they said it's a possibility that it's Russia but we don't know that for sure 
So, that's kind of cool. I mean, it's bad that this is happening, but it's good that they're trying to do what they can in Ukraine. And, you know, everybody needs internet. And even though satellite might not be the best, it's at least something. And so there's no need for me to really trash the thing. And while many of the details of the Viaset hack are still unraveling, independent security researchers are examining the code on bricked modems. Its impacts have been widely felt. So the whole goal was to impact Ukraine. That's what Russia wanted to do. But sadly, they took out other countries like Germany. And uh, the attack appears to be a prominent example of spillover, says the article, where an attack spreads either intentionally or accidentally beyond its original target. And I believe a lot of attacks probably cover this spillover effect. In the months leading up to Russia's (coughs) invasion of Ukraine, Cybersecurity experts and governments warned that spillover damage is a huge international threat. In June 2017, for example, Russia's NotPetya, remember we talked about that on the technology podcast before the security box was ever thought of. But this particular term, uh, uh, not Petia was a worm. It spread beyond its original targets in Ukraine and caused more than $10 billion of damage around the world. And that ends that quote. But remember, we've talked on the security box about Russia, what they've done through the years and I know that people are probably sitting there going well why you keep talking about it well if we aren't aware of what exactly is happening then how are we going to go ahead and fix it so that if they do attack us and I'm not, I'm saying us broadly I'm not talking about the Jared Reimer network clubhouse or any network that I'm on I'm saying us in broad general terms how can we as as as, as a United States nation going to be able to protect ourselves from something like that if we don't talk about what's happening elsewhere 
what they've done about it so that they can have you know something working even while Russia's Vladimir Putin decides that he wants to try and take over Ukraine and of course we know that Russia and Ukraine have probably had spats for many many years just like people do every day There's more, including information about other casualties from this attack, which I am not wanting to cover, because it's not as important as us talking about the fact that when companies want to work together and make sure that we have the infrastructure to be able to communicate and Sadly, the way that we need to communicate today is on the internet, and I don't want to say sadly is a in a bad way. Okay, it is awesome that we can talk to many many people around the world. I've met, you know, uh, uh, people in the security industry that that are very cool, like JJ. Uh, she works for No Before. She's made that public. Uh, she has gone and, and done a, a bunch of, of teachings and uh, actually ended up canceling a room saying because she was speaking elsewhere. I would have deleted the room if it was canceled, but hey, um, that's all well and good. But if you think about it, uh, uh, what's going on, we know that this is where we are, right? We are on the internet. Clubhouse is an internet service. You know, you've got Facebook, you've got Twitter, you've got Instagram, you've got LinkedIn, you've got Pinterest, you've got all these various social media Things that are out there. And that's great. Uh, people use whatever they want. But without the ability to go ahead and have the capability of using these things it's worthless and I honestly think that what Ukraine is doing and what I forget the guy's name and I forget the company name the big name company of Ukraine but long or the short of it is that uh, we are thankful that everybody's working together. That is definitely awesome. I love it. 
Now, for those who are listening on the internet side, you want to contact me, you can. Email or iMessage, J-A-R-E-D-R-I-M-E-R at 986themix.com. 818-921-4976. If you're not on Clubhouse, you come find me on Clubhouse. The room is open. I'm the only one in it at the moment. And I'm going to go check right now and see if we have an email for comments. Which I see we don't at the moment, but that's okay. You can tweet me at J-R-I-M-E-R-2008. You can also tweet me at 986themix. If you're listening on the server, if you're listening on the podcast, your best bet would be to email I message, tweet me at my personal account. I do monitor the uh, mixed Twitter account <clears throat> as part of my day-to-day operations anyway. So if you do tweet about the show and you mention the mix, I'll eventually see it. So... Uh, I do help out with mixed duties like that. So don't feel that just because I'm not on air that you can't just use the information. I'm sure I'm going to see it or somebody's going to let me know, hey, there's something for you. Um, Us managers at the mix work together. And so uh, do feel free to utilize what's easiest for you. And we appreciate your support. So, I haven't had anybody come into Clubhouse. But that's okay. There are days like that where we aren't going to get very many people, if at all. But I do want to get the information out there anyway because. It is valuable to know what's going on and what struggles are going on. And I don't feel, in my opinion, that this is an attack that, uh, you know, was deliberate to other nations. But at the same time, Russia was... Wants to go. Oh, I'm getting a. I'm getting a text message. I'm getting a text message about some survey from a short code from the U.S. Census. Bureau, that's nice. About COVID-19. Well, I didn't get COVID-19. I was out with an upper respiratory infection. I'm not taking no surveys. Thank you very much. I guess my buddy who's been joining me the last few weeks has... uh, gotten up into other things and so I'm doing the show alone 
so this is going to get very interesting I did find something else I haven't fully read that I thought maybe we could talk about too. The fact that there's actually we've only actually according to security now had two zero days this year in Chrome and this was actually also talked about although I do want to continue to hear security now because they will cover this in more detail but I did see this and I thought maybe it could be a topic too but I didn't write it up so I will write this particular one up so for the clubhouse group who will listen through the uh, replay. I've just changed the link. So, North Korea's government back these hackers up and it's a critical zero day this affects those people working in a wide range of industries news media IT cryptocurrency and financial services well I can, in a way, be a news media, but I don't use Chrome every day. The CVE for this one is 2022-0609 was done by two separate groups. Let's see. The exploit kits were on websites that either belonged to legitimate companies and were hacked or were set up for the express purpose of the job. It was the it was dubbed Operation Dream Job. Oh god, isn't that fun? That would not be my dream job. Now, I, I'll read this in full and, and blog about this, but we can't take North Korea out of the picture of companies being quick to say, well, Russia did it. Well, 
if we can prove it, that's great. But I'm not going to sit here and say Russia's done it all. I'm sure that we in the United States have done things. It was talked about in an article that I read that Stuxnet, which we talked about on the tech podcast, again, well before the security box was ever thought of. But Stuxnet was a United States and Israeli combination to take out the centrifuges so that uh, they couldn't make uh, whatever they were making. I forget what it was now. And I read the book by Kim Zetter. Very, very fascinating book. Look for it on Bookshare if you're a blind individual. And look for it on Amazon if you want to buy it. I think I bought the thing. That was a fascinating read. <clears throat> but if we're gonna if we're gonna take articles like this one which I'm not going to go through all the way because I'd rather write up notes than to try and read it live and do. I find that I, I have a hard time doing that. But this is one of these that... really makes you wonder, right? So, uh, what, I, what I would say for articles like that one, and I'll write up my thoughts on that particular article, is this. Just because one country gets a little more headlines than others doesn't mean that others are... in the process of doing something else, right? That's not the uh, goal. We're going to try the best we can to make sure we are safe, but what others do is not something that we can control, and that's not our job. Our job is, is to protect ourselves you've got the security box I'm Jared Reimer we are broadcasting on one of the servers of 986 the mix it's the independent channel we're normally each and every Wednesday we are talking about what's going on in the landscape and what might be of interest to you and uh 
while this past week has been a little busy for me, I have done some reading and I'm able to put something together. Let's check out what else might be of interest. So I'm going to, oh, what did I do? Oh, I didn't, okay. My mistake, not the computer's. The White House is warning about a potential cyber attack on infrastructure. Again, I want to be clear that nobody, nobody knows exactly what's going to happen. Nobody. We're not God. We're not the Kremlin. We're not going to sit here and say, this is absolutely positively true. No. <clears throat> but Biden has sounded the warning again. It should be perused. Don't think for a minute that it's possible. Although I did read that this is one of these that. To take out our whole infrastructure is going to be quite difficult because there are different companies that manage different parts of the world and uh, even the United States. And so they can't, in theory, take out, let's say, my area in California, my little town. They could, in theory, take out some portion of my little town, but not be able to take out the entire town. I saw a power outage for my town, and it's never been in the building that I'm in or, or the area that I'm in. But it could happen. Now, I don't think those power outages were crude in nature. It could have been weather-related. Never heard that it wasn't cyber-related, but anything's possible. We know that Russia, by name, is good at that. They did take out power to about 200,000 people. This is a big one, and I, I wanted to put this in news. The U.S. has sweeping vulnerabilities, but experts say that there may not be an attack these two articles, the one that I talked about, uh, and 
the one and the, and this one go hand in hand. That's why I mentioned it. Because they can go hand in hand. We do have problems. I know we've got problems. Take solar winds, for example. That was a huge problem. Somebody forgot to disable an account. You know? It was actually interesting that CNN was where I caught this one. And I don't remember if it was in a news digest or where I got it from. But as I stated, you know, there, there could be, in theory, some problems. And, uh, We'll just have to see what happens, where it happens, and we'll, and, and we'll just cross our fingers that it's not us in the listening area. I just honestly hope it doesn't happen, but we don't have any control over it. Now, here's a little bit of good news that I, I thought people ought to have. If you've read the book Spam Nation by Brian Krebs, it is an excellent book. But we are now learning that one of the people behind the book actually got arrested the guy was charged with fraud I'm not gonna tr I think his name was Bergleski uh, uh, or something like that uh, you can find the name in the article yeah Bergleski a spam nation villain Verblevsky charged with fraud which was an interesting read to make things very interesting and I actually did find this interesting and that was Mr. Verblesky was arrested in Moscow, which is in Russia. Of course, we know that the, this isn't the first arrest in Russian territory, but it's definitely not common on people who are arrested
So, I do hope we've got more arrests. I really do. And if they're in Russia, in any part of Russia, then so be it. I think if cyber criminals are hearing that their counterparts are getting arrested, maybe they'll consider taking their skills for good work instead of bad work, although they want money fast. They don't want money slow and working in, in as a normal person like you and I do would definitely make it so they can't do what they want but at least you're not trying to protect yourself from running away from the law and Russia as we know is cyber haven for criminals so how he got arrested was beyond me, which suits me fine. Oops, I put I meant to put two thousand nine. Oops. But Brian wrote about this guy in two thousand nine. was once arrested and sentenced for two and a half years in a Russian colony in the penal system and uh, after getting out he started yet another payment processor and these payment processors allowed for high risk transactions that places like Visa, MasterCard, American Express, and Discover here in the United States would not allow. It was based in Hong Kong, according to the quoted material. I wonder if some of the material came through SMS, and no offense, but knock on wood, I've not seen a lot of spam, and I'm not saying that the spam, that the message I got this morning spam, I don't know that. Seems that way to me. So I guess we'll see. So that's all from the blog. I meant to blog some other stuff, but I never really got around to it. I had a lot of stuff happening over the weekend, but things are coming back to normal. I do see we have a speaker who's almost an hour late, or actually an hour late, but hey. Better late than never. I wasn't sure what exactly I was going to do with the program. But we will circle back into things 
and let him get a chance to update uh, to, to comment. We're at the top of the hour here on the independent channel of the mix where you are listening to the security box and we'll be back in just a moment. And we're back and uh, Nick, if you you do, let's go ahead and set up Clubhouse for being on air. So I gotta make an adjustment here. Remember, Clubhouse people, you need to unmute because that's how it works now. As Clubhouse is now on the air. Lots of stuff happening these days. I don't mind going back a little bit. Okay, there we go. People up. Nick, you're an hour late. Welcome yes, to the I program. <laughs> Thanks. That's okay. I couldn't even show up to yours on Friday, so I guess that makes us even. Yeah, there were other issues going on with that. Oh my gosh. All right, we'll have to catch up. I did see that there was a clubhouse issue or, or there was some sort of issue so the, sh- the show had to be done alone yeah that's what happened because yeah the um there's some issue with private rooms where a lot of the commands you're supposed to see and controls you're supposed to see are not there that's because they're not supposed to be there for um private rooms no, but even for a Club moderator. Deck. Club Deck made them... That was in the, one of the release notes in Club Deck. Go read it. Clubdeck.app. Oh, and right. That will show you the release notes and what's changed in each version. Oh, yes, they do. Yes, they do. Now... I know I've been through a lot for the first hour, and I know you'll probably end up catching up, but maybe maybe I'll turn this into open forum. We did talk about a very interesting article that I wrote up for the main topic, and I could put the link back up on the... Uh, Pin. Mm-hmm. But it was talking about Ukraine's resilience to keep the internet up for their uh, their uh, users, and that oh. uh, even Elon Musk brought in a bunch of equipment uh, from Starling to be able to power their internet. Right now, the main company according to security now, uh, has now 130% capacity, and they lost 30% of their capacity at the beginning of the war. So that was our main topic. 
Um, they run on satellite internet, and of course, satellite is is probably better than nothing. Um, yeah. It's it's intermediate. It would be considered not necessarily DSL speeds. It's it's slower than DSL, but faster than broad than um, dial-up. Oh gosh. Um, well, yeah. Okay, so it's been around as long as dial-up has. It's been dial-up and satellite and slow, you know, DSL speeds for many, many years until cable came in and was able to give us the 50 uh, megs that we uh, that a lot of us enjoy. But there are places that can't get it or the companies can't get in there, so satellite's better than nothing. And the article yeah. in question talks about how the satellite system works, which I found interesting, but I it's not for this program. And how you know this one big ISP has been able to keep practically everybody on board. While there are other companies that cover other parts of Ukraine, um, they're all working together to keep all the infrastructure up and running. And if they find that Russia's out there doing stuff using their equipment. The guy said in an interview that all he's got to do is disable that piece of equipment without affecting anything else. Nice. Um, That was part of Security Now. Also part of Security Now, which is going to be part of, although... I may have to update that file now, but which is fine, but Kaspersky, you know them as an internet um, company that provides antivirus. They've been, they were one of the first half dozen companies out there. They're based in Russia. Well, yep. it's now confirmed, because secu- if security now has it, you know it's probably more than confirmed, because Steve doesn't just bring up everything. He he will look that crap up. Mm-hmm. And see if there's anything to it. And if there really isn't anything to it, he may bring it up and said, we'll have to watch this, but for now, there's nothing here. I, I know how he is. So, it is now confirmed that Kaspersky can no longer work in the United States. Um, the FCC has... has uh, considered them a national security threat you know it's a program you know it think about maybe i better bring this up as an open forum topic even though i brought this up last hour since now i have company right so the reason why i want to bring this up again is because i want to ask a, a, a question what about Gold Wave. Mm-hmm. What about Jaws? What about NVDA? What about, more importantly, your Windows update? All of these programs, at one point or another, get updates. Some of them phone home and say, hey, I've got an update. Some of them you've got to go, hey, uh, is there an update? 
and it will come back and say yes or no. Mm-hmm. If they think that because it's an antivirus program which is supposed to protect you from these types of things, why would it be in Kaspersky's interest to have 400,000 customers attack somebody? What? Wow. Kaspersky has 400, at least according to what Kim Commando said yesterday, or at least I heard it late last night, 400,000 users. Wow. Didn't think it was that many. So if they have 400,000 users, that's a pretty big botnet. But Kaspersky's denied that they aren't working for the Kremlin, so... And why would it be in their interest to do that? That would hurt their bottom line. They've got customers all around the world. You know, just because yeah. they're based in Russia doesn't mean anything. See, the thing is, though, you have to remember that we're dealing with politicians and people who take symbolic actions. Simply, all that matters is they're based in Russia. Oh my God! That doesn't, you, yeah. Go, go ahead. I was going to say that doesn't mean anything because if they were a national security threat, they would have already done it 20 years ago. Well, yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't mean anything, but to some people who only operate on this emotional, symbolic mindset, he just got cut off, folks. This is why I wanted to bring it back. Because now that I've got somebody in here, we could yap a little. But I think he disappeared. He's still here. Okay, that was weird. Talk to me. You were talking, and then it just quit. Yeah. um, The audio quit on my end. That's nice. Yeah. So go ahead, please. So, as I was saying, you're right. It means absolutely nothing, because they're not a national security risk, but when you are dealing with people who uh, operate based on symbolism and emotion, simply the fact that it's from Russia and operating in Russia based there, oh my gosh, that must mean bad, Russia bad! And I'm not in disagreement, but you have to look at the history. Mm Mm-hmm. Russia bad. Some companies good. Leave right. those companies alone. 
They're not doing anything to me. All right. To you. To the companies I work with. If Kaspersky was working for the Kremlin, they would have already planted their seed already. What an epic, horrible botnet that would be. Never mind whether the program's accessible or not. I'm not talking about that at the moment. I'm talking about... Like, they would have already done whatever whatever Putin wanted them to do. They would have done it already. Oh, yeah. And then it would be all over the place. The fact that we've only heard the possibility of them working for the Gremlin is because of this war. Yep. That's all. And I get you, Kim's doing her job and letting us know what's going on in the industry, and I'm not doubting her, and I'm not doubting Steve. But the FCC doesn't know anything about the internet. They don't know how it works. What these programs actually do. They don't work with them on a regular basis. They've probably never heard of Kaspersky. You're probably right. So if Kaspersky's bad, so is Trend Micro, so is AVG. So is Windows Defender. So is um, uh, Malwarebytes. It's all bad. Then. Yeah. Windows then is bad why don't you just tell us we can't use the program anymore right because Windows in itself Microsoft if they really wanted to can put malware on our computers and they can control our computers to do whatever they want yep In theory, folks, not practicality. In theory, if you're going to ban Kaspersky, then ban it all. Because it all can be used for whatever the programmer wants it to be. And Microsoft knows better. Trend Micro knows better. Trend Micro's been around 30 years. Casper, they've probably been around just as long. They're not well known, but they've been around. Them, F-Secure, Norton. Yep. um, And uh, Trend Micro and AVG are your big five right there. Yep, yep. 
Then you had the smaller ones, like oh, NF Secure, in fin in uh, Helsinki, in Finland. Oh yeah. They've been around 25 years, and I saw something that Mikko Haiponen is the longest working person, and he was there since the company's founding in the 80s. He Whoa. was doing virus analysis in the 90s with floppies. Whoa. Okay? I know the dude. I was at a webinar of his at 7 a.m. when it was 5 o'clock in the afternoon. It was 7 o'clock here. I was up for that webinar. That's incredible. It's like... He does awesome speeches. Go look him up. M-I-K-K-O-H-Y-P-O-N-E-N. I might be able to send you some of them because I've I've featured him on my podcasts. Oh, nice! But since I have a customer on Clubhouse now, I want to bring I want to bring this back because I want people to really think about it. Because well, I said what I wanted to say about it last hour. I'm mainly catching him up so that he can, you know. Have an opinion on it if he wants, and uh, we can go about our day. Yep. Uh, satellite. Uh, uh, I think what um, Starling is doing to try and keep Ukraine up, and them being able to disable devices that they can detect what's going on. If if you know there's an attack that's going to start, they can disable the device. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yep. We've got. Um, I mean, you can listen to uh, six eighty four on security now for that. That was this week's program. One notification. Messages. <laughs> Press home to unlock button. And a kitty. Hey, look, a kitty. Let's see. Uh, there are some things up on the blog that I that I did talk about a little bit. Um, but I haven't really had time to blog like I would like. And I did talk about an article. Maybe we'll cover it more next week. Um, the article was talking about North Korean hackers unleashing uh, Chrome Zero Days. And I talked a little bit about it, but I think I'll save that for next week. But it is, again, you know, we can't blame everything on Russia. That's not nope. what we're trying to do here. But anybody can do anything they want. And so... It's true.
So I didn't cover this one, and I thought about it. If you see these four, this came out today. If you see these four words on Facebook Messenger, don't click. Do you want to know what those four words are? I would love to hear. One Is notification. Message this notification. you? Screen lock. Here? Oh no. Oh yes. I can see why you don't want to click. Let's see. I read this this morning. Messengers offered the preferred way of communication. Mm-hmm. This can be so lucrative that criminals can reuse old scams. About a year ago, millions of us on Facebook received messages supposedly from online friends. Two notifications. Messages. Now, Aaron Ferguson. Messages. It is a simple question. And the question said, is this you? Messages. Now, Aaron Ferguson. I was so... Screen lock. The cat says yes. (laughs) Four notifications. See, I told you. Yeah, the cat agreed with you. So we know it is the cat. It is the kitty. And we, as far as I can tell, it's not somebody impersonating a cat. So after a few weeks, the scam died down. But now it wants to entice potential victims with a statement now. Look what I found. Uh oh. That's all the message says is look what I found. I'm glad I don't just sometimes I just get a hunch that says, you know what? I ain't doing this. Uh nope. No. Yeah, for a while there, I got... Well, not for a while. A while back, I got the the message that was like the disabled grant scam or something. Oh, gosh, that was a fun one. <laughs> so... <laughs> what do you think of the... Do you honestly think that something's going to happen? Experts are saying no. But we know we know that the U.S. has sweeping vulnerabilities. But experts are saying there may not be an attack, even though I honestly think that we will. And the only thing is, is that they won't be able, according to this article, to do Alpha, what they. Jackson, Jenna. 
Oh, and I'm Play. getting a call, which is not, unfortunately, a spammer. Yes, I hear that. But this is, again, something I want to uh, bring up since we have somebody on Clubhouse because they need to be aware of what we were talking about. Well, unfortunately, it's one of those things where I would say wouldn't rule it out. CNN actually covered this one. I don't know where I got it from, but it was a great article. They, they talked about how our infrastructure is so hard to disable that even if they tried, they might be able to do something in some part of the country, but they can't take the whole thing down. So that puts my mind at ease. Yeah, unless the part of the country that they hit is yours and ours. No, but they can't take an entire, like, was it the other day there was a power outage in my area, but I wasn't affected, but the, it affected a portion of this area somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. I okay, think, got you. Yeah. So, but they could probably take out a town if they wanted to. It would have a rippling effect, but... Yep. But it wouldn't put it past this Russian president, I write, to do something about that, about that if he really wants to. And apparently, from what I'm hearing, he's losing this war. Alrighty then. Yep. I am hearing he is losing this war. Um, they really haven't taken a whole lot of territory. They might have taken some, but not a whole lot of it. But that's all I really know. But I did see something that said he was losing the war. Well then, if... I think I've seen some things about you know, drawing, or at least talks of drawing down the uh, build-up there in certain areas. Like, but my point is, someone like that, if they feel they may be losing, get ready because I unfortunately think that that makes an attack slightly more likely. Gotta show something. Gotta save face somehow. Yeah. Maybe it would have been better with Trump in there, even though he, although not to get political, he has had his own cybersecurity problems. Right. He probably could have told this guy, we're not having that crap. And if you think about it, then we're going to have problems. Mm-hmm. 
although not to be political, but we have heard that Trump has Russian ties, so he probably could have. But even if it didn't happen now, Nick, it probably mm-hmm. would have happened four years later when Trump would eventually be out of office because he couldn't run anymore. And so this war probably was going to eventually happen anyway. Right. And so just let it happen. The Russians are going to get tired eventually. And uh, they tried this. When was it? Some years ago. Yes. And it did not end well. From what I read. They actually, according to an article I read, it was 2014 they tried it. Oh, actually, that's not the one I was thinking of. The one that I was reading about was in the 20th century. No, I read I read one just recently but that, I, that said they tried something like this in 14. That I remember, yep, yep. And not to get political, but back in 14, they didn't do any of what they've done cyber-wise, which is what they started doing this time, although I don't know how successful they were in, seeing that what we've talked about earlier today mm-hmm. about companies actually wanting to work with each other to to not keep the infrastructure down and allowing their country to, you know, to still be used for the internet, although it would benefit Russia too, but Russia doesn't want to take the entire infrastructure down and the guy said in that interview as I said earlier it would be hard to do because there's several parts of this and it wouldn't benefit them if they were to take over the the entire country they want to have something to have so they're not interested in taking down you know the entire thing because that'll hurt them too I say go for it. When you all are screwed because you can't communicate, then that's your own fault because <laughs> that's what I say. Let it be your problem. You'll have to rebuild that infrastructure, not the Ukrainians. Oops. Yeah, exactly. We know that the Colonial Pipeline and the Florida um, water issues were were particular targets that Russia has done against us, but it didn't really affect us in a large scale, although gas became a problem on the East Coast because they had no choice. But they had no choice. They had no choice. They didn't know how bad it was. I don't blame them. I I said that before. So, well, they have attacked us and, and, and caused us some damage. They can't do the damage that they probably think they are able, they're capable of doing. They can't take down the entire country. It'll, t- it'll cost them too much to do. Taking down internet. Man, I could have probably foreseen that coming. 
Oh, for sure. I just didn't call it. That's not my job. All right, now that I caught you up on some of what we were talking about during today, what caught your attention on this this week? Because I haven't had a whole lot of time to read. I honestly have not seen a whole lot of things or heard a lot of headlines recently, so... So, what what I'm saying is, what got what got your interest? Um, I don't think I really saw anything, you know, cybersecurity wise this week. Well, maybe you and I need to get to get. Actually, you probably should get on the list, and then uh, when I send stuff, you could decide what you want to bring up. I probably should. The security box dash subscribe at nine eight six the dot com is what you're going to have to send an email to and follow the prompting to subscribe. That goes for each and every one of you that might be of interest. I will be getting back to reading. I don't have a meeting tonight, so I will be able to sort of try and get some reading done, get some stuff out. Maybe I'll get some blogging done. and Yeah, nice. We'll be able to sort of get things out. Awesome. Surprised my buddy Preston wasn't here today. That would have been fun. I know. Well, I know you showed up an hour late, but I don't really have anything else unless I redo all my uh, show notes from the last hour, but no, I think we're good. I think I can. You think you can manage? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, hopefully you'll find something of interest, and remember that the show won't be next Wednesday. But will be next Thursday because of my event next Wednesday. Oh, right. Yes. I actually only created the room late, late last night because I had a, I finally got a topic and so. Wow. Yeah, it was kind of. Well, I am it going was to... a busy weekend. So I no. had a lot going on, so it's fine. I'm going to be heading out for just a second, but I'll be back fairly soon.
Well, we'll might we might end up hanging this show up and calling it one, but uh, I did drop you by number, so let's catch up so that you can get us and uh, all of that. I think I put it in your back channel. I think you did. Um, ways, you know, little ways back there, but yeah, I think you did. Mm-hmm. So um, I think what I might do is call it a show and allow people to go about their day. And um, we will be back next Thursday, and you can catch up with me. Why don't we do that? All right. Well, even though you showed up a little late, we did get some comments, which is nice. I I do like the the, uh, interaction. Yeah. So I was about to wrap it up when you showed up, actually. Oh, funny. Yeah, I was practically done. All right, good to know. So, uh, thanks for coming in and voicing your opinions on these things, as usual. Sure, sure. And uh, why don't you come find me, and maybe we'll, uh, I'll, uh, maybe we can catch up a little bit. All right, sounds good. I will see you later. All right. See you later. All right. Well, folks, I will. I think that will do it for the show because, uh, I don't have anything else, and I don't have any comments from the listeners who are listening online. So let's, uh... Play something and get out of here. Let's... play Steve Tyler and the second law for the 2000 this is a 2021 album it's called The Enduring and the Ephemeral it's on Magneton It's five minutes in length, and I will see everybody later. Goodbye.